This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We've moved on into Exodus chapter six, and we're going to find something that we'll see you see it all throughout scripture. It is it is a process by which God begins to encourage and prepare his people for service, his people for doing his will, doing what he's called them to do. It is it's a process that we see almost with every major character in scripture. God takes them through the process of remembering the things that he's done in the past, of remembering who he is and what he does. And that process is very important for you because oftentimes when we're studying the Bible, we want to take these biblical characters, these figures in scripture, and we want to we want to idolize them. We want to say they're more spiritual than me. They're more knowledgeable than me. They're of gr- some kind of greater character, greater that they're made different. And in many ways, we're doing to them what people in the past did in mythology. We're, uh, we're demigodding them. We're making them into little gods and saying they're more important. What they do and how they do things is far superior to us because, because of the, they're of another nature, another kind. They're not, they're not my kind of people. They're not who I am. I obviously can't achieve or can't become what these people are because I'm just, I'm just little old me. And then on the other side of things, we love to build ourselves up in our own strength and our own purposes, lie to ourselves and tell us, tell ourselves how great we are and how much we can do. And we get taught that in school, you know, that everybody's beautiful, everybody's smart, everybody's wonderful. And so you have these competing issues where in your own heart and your mind, you realize your limitations and your struggle. And then in, in the setting of the world, we have to puff ourselves up in order to feel better about life and feel better about who we are. The truth is that when we face struggles and when we face difficulties, when, we, when we're in a place where we're trying to figure out what God's will is, God has a process that he takes us through. And that process is very important. And it's a process that you need to follow through with anytime you feel, well, lost, I guess, is the word. And I'm not talking about lost in a in a salvation sense, but lost in a direction sense for what you're doing or what you're involved in the moment or in the hour that we're in today. And people are lost a lot. People are lost a lot in their lives. They struggle with where they're going in the moment. And that happens to Christians all the time. Sometimes you wake up and go, why am I doing what I'm doing? What is going on out there? I love 
Coach Lombardi, that videotape, and he he uses a little bit of colorful language, but he, he basically says, what's going on out there? And he says that from the sidelines as he watches the game, and we say that sometimes in our own lives from the sideline of life, what's going on in this game that I'm in? And you can lose your place. You can lose your direction. And how do you figure out how to get get that momentum back? And that happens for us oftentimes a lot. It happens, and God gives us throughout Scripture, and I'm telling you it is everywhere in Scripture, He gives us this methodology or this outline to use in our own lives so that we can refocus ourselves on the task at hand or on the acts and will of God that is going on around us. So Moses is gone, and he's told Pharaoh, and Pharaoh's cut off the straw, and the people are upset, and and Pharaoh's saying, y'all bunch of lazy, sorry, good-for-nothing slaves, get to work, and everybody is unhappy because it didn't work out exactly the way it was supposed to work out because we didn't do what we were supposed to do, but we're going to blame it on everybody else. And that's what happened because he didn't tell tell Pharaoh exactly what God said. Pharaoh said, bring my people up out of Egypt. God said, bring my people up out of Egypt. And Pharaoh didn't hear that. Pharaoh said, we want to go on a three-day vacation. And those are two totally different things. And you go, shouldn't he have made it a little easier on Pharaoh? No. Pharaoh needed to understand that this was a God who was going to remove his people from slavery in Egypt. And Pharaoh needed to understand that if God was willing to say that, God was willing to go the full the full distance in making it happen. When you just tell him that they want to go on a vacay, that, that's not going to get it with Pharaoh. And Pharaoh's just sitting there going, y'all just want to not work. That's not that's that that did not bring about in Pharaoh's heart or mind the majesty and the power of God. <clears throat> it didn't do it. And so Pharaoh didn't get it. And things didn't work out after that because Moses didn't fa- tell Pharaoh exactly what God said. God told him to tell Pharaoh, "Let my people out of Egypt. Let them go." And Moses didn't do that. And so things went sideways. And oftentimes, that's the first thing you need to realize is maybe things are going sideways, not because God's will's wrong, but because I didn't do what God told me to do. But once you do that, once it happens and it and you've done it, you've not done what God told you to do, exactly what God told you to do, and you find yourself trying to figure out, okay, I'm a little bit directionless. Things aren't going the way I need to go. I feel like we're in a standstill. Uh, we're in a standstill as far as God's purposes for my life. We're in a standstill as far as our family. Sometimes even we're a standstill as far as church. That happens sometimes. You got to reorient yourself. You got to focus yourself out. You got to figure it out. And the way you do that is you go through this process. Verse one of chapter six says, the Lord said to Moses, now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh for with a strong hand, he will let them go. And with a strong hand, he will drive them out of his land. What God's saying is, I'm telling you what I said do at the start and what I am going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to deliver them in strength. And I am going to, in fact, cause Pharaoh to drive them out. He's not going to let them go. He's going to tell them, get out, because I can't stand for you to be here any longer. Now, <clears throat> What you're seeing here is God saying to Moses, 
And to the children of Israel, he's saying, I have a plan and my plan is a perfect plan. My plan is a good plan. My plan's a workable plan. He's reorienting them back toward what he said for them to do. He's reorienting them back toward what he said should be happening. And God oftentimes will bring you to a place when you're when you're trying to figure out why things are not quite happening the way you want them to happen or you thought they were going to happen or not according to the will that you understood God was working out. He brings you around and he reorients you and he says, okay, all right, listen up. This is what I said. And sometimes you got to get, you got to just sit down and go, okay, what did God tell me to do? What is it I'm supposed to be doing? Get back to the basics of what you're supposed to be doing and what we're supposed to be doing. And listen, you can get disoriented by all kinds of, you can get distracted by all kinds of things. The This world and you yourself, and let me tell you something, you're fabulous at it, at distracting yourself. We laugh about the, the dog and the squirrel. Every time a squirrel runs by, dogs just get totally distracted from what they're doing and running after the squirrel. You're no different. Squirrel, there you go. And you're running after something that might not even be a bad thing. It's just not what, it's just not a God thing. And you can begin to focus and say, this is the most important thing. And you get away from the fundamentals. And in every area of my life that I've ever been involved in, I'm talking about school, sports, business, church. I'm talking about as you go through everything, military, everything that I've had, I've had to deal with and be a part of. If you lose the fundamentals, if you lose the basics, if you quit operating in the basics of what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to fail. If in athletics, if you quit, if you move away from the fundamentals of the sport, you don't do the things in basketball, you don't dribble right, you don't pass right, you don't move right, you're going to fail. It doesn't matter how well you shoot. If you don't play defense, you're going to fail. In the military, if you don't know if you don't know the standing orders, if you don't know the basics of infantry tactics, if you don't do the things that are supposed to be done with your uniform, with your equipment, with the basic safety, the basic activities that have to take place in order to make a mission successful, you're going to fail. Uh, you, you are definitely going to fail. And in church and in walking with God, if God has some basics, he really does have basics. And if you get away from those basics and get away from hearing God's voice and doing what he says for you to do in your own life and doing it until he gives you further notice, you, you are going to eventually wander off the path and begin the process of failing at it. And Moses is not going to fail at this, by the way. God's going to have his will done no matter what. That being said, Moses needs to refocus himself. And what did he say? He said, now you're going to see what I shall do to Pharaoh. But by the way, you didn't help me out any when you went in there, Moses. But for with a strong hand, he will let them go. He's going to let them go. And not only that, with a strong hand, he will drive them out of his land. He said, "I'm gonna, my strong hand is going to be on top of him. He's going to let them go. He's going to drive them out. He, first of all, he says, this is what the plan is. This is what you, these are the basics. Do this, do these basics. Then he said, God spoke to Moses, said to him, now he's going to go through how he's done this in the past, how this is a continuation of God's purposes and plans in life. You know, sometimes we got to be reminded of that. 
And for the Israelites, they had to be reminded over and over again. And sometimes you got to be reminded over and over again. He said, and God spoke to Moses and said to him, I'm the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, and to God as God Almighty. But by my, but by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. What he said is, I appeared to them as I am, but they didn't know me. He says, I have also established my covenant with them. Even though they didn't know me, I established my promises with them. I gave them my promises. I let them know who I was. And then he says, I gave them the land of Canaan and the land, the land of their pilgrimage in which they were strangers. What he's saying is he's going back to his original promises. And God does that with you. He goes, now, remember when we, this happened in your life and this happened in your life and this happened in your life and I showed you who I am. He does that over and over again in your own life. And when he's trying to reorient you back to the basics of his call and his purpose, he goes back to the very beginning. Remember when you heard my voice the first time? Remember when this happened in your life and that happened? You remember when you had this struggle and I told you about this and you walked in it and then you walked in victory over that. And he takes you through that process and he goes, remember when this happened and that happened. And he also makes you look back and say, yeah, God, you've been actually, you've been in this the whole time. I know we had the back in the 80s, and some of y'all say back in the 80s, I wasn't back in the 80s, cause, and I forget that sometimes because I'm 50 years old now, but there are people who don't remember that. But there was a poem about God carrying us through the sand and the footprints in the sand and all that. But the truth is that when you look back on life, it that that poem's real. It's true. God's been carrying us the whole way. And if you remember back all the things that you thought were so terrible, God carried us through those things and, in fact, gave us victory over them. And we're far better today than we were back then. And we thought everything was going to ruin, and it didn't. And sometimes God takes you back through that. He said, I've established my covenant with them in the land of Canaan. He said, I also heard the groaning of the children of Israel whom are in Egypt and in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. What he's saying is, I did it back then. I've heard the problem now, and I'm doing it now. That's a new perspective. That's seeing things differently. Remember, I did it back then. I'm doing it again today. I'm still working this out. He said, I'm continuing that covenant and that promise. I'm continuing my plan with you. Therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I'll bring you out from the burdens of the Egyptians. I'll rescue you from their bondage. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgment. Notice, he said, I, 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 I delivered in the past. I promised in the past. I worked in the past. And now today, I am telling you that I am going to deliver today just like I have in the past. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. A day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day to me. Uh, time is not the, my, the, the important uh, factor in this. I am at work. He says, verse 7, I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. And then you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who brings you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. What he's saying is, once this is over, you're going to see how great I am again. And by the way, there are going to be other burdens and other struggles and other troubles. And you need to remember this. You need to remember that I'm doing what I'm doing, and I'm doing it in power and in might, and I'm doing it for your benefit. He says, in verse seven, verse 9, he says, so Moses spoke thus to the children of Israel, but they did not heed Moses because of anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. And there it is. Sometimes it's just hard to hear God because you are just so hurt over the matter. 
And, and sometimes you need somebody just to stand up and say, we're going here and let's get it done. And uh, that's why he gives us, uh, gives us pastors. And that's why he gives us leaders and spiritual guides, those who, who, who love us and teach us and, and grow us and disciple us. That's why he gives us those folks. And if you're one of those folks who do that for folks, you need to always be doing this. God's going to deliver you. God's going to bring you out. God's going to take care of it because sometimes they just can't hear it. And you got to keep saying it until they do hear it. And you got to keep saying, move forward, move forward. Do what God's told you to do. Walk in his promises, read his word, trust in God. And by doing that, you sometimes eventually, eventually you break through. At some point in time, you break through and that anguish of spirit, it gets tiresome and that cruel bondage, it gets, it gets where you just can't stand it anymore. And they have that deliverance time. They have that time where God delivers them from their bondage. But for us who are called to lead and for us who are called to disciple, and by the way, we're all called to disciple. So you're going to, you're supposed to be doing this for somebody. And if it's only just for one person, it may be a grandchild. It may be a close personal friend down the road. It may be, it may be for even a parent. If you're called to do this, you keep moving them forward, keep moving. And when you do, eventually there's a breakthrough and that's the process. God says, this is what I I wanted done. He goes back through how he's done it in the past. He brings that all the way to today and says, this is how it's going to happen today. And then he says, come follow me. And in the midst of your anguish of spirit and in the midst of your bondage, he delivers you. And that's the process. That's how it works. And when you're in a rut, that's how you get out of it. Remember what God said to do. Remember what he's done in the past. Carry it forward to the future in the context of what he said to do today and begin doing it and allow God to be God because that's how you strengthen yourself in the Lord. That's how you strengthen your faith and walk in it. And so I would say to you, if you find yourself in that situation, do this. I love the story of King David when he put on the ephod and strengthened himself in the Lord. He went through the same process. What God say? What's God done? What's God doing? Where are we headed? I'm going to walk in it. That's the process. And if you do it long enough, you get to where you're good at it. And then you're expecting of it. So I would say to you today, walk in that. And let God be God and you be his people. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.